Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamire Farish. I'm Bobby. I'm Jess. I'm Laurel. I'm Meg. And I'm Misha. We're the Our Girls GSD. So you may be asking, what is Our Girls GSD? Well, we're so glad you asked, aren't we, girls? We are the girls who get shit done in the technology and the insurance industry while wearing our beloved style and comfort of Rothy shoes. It's how we met and connected at a conference last year. And well, the rest is history. Meg, why don't you kind of give your perspective? Thanks, Misha. I would love to. So the conference we met at is put on by Altworld. It's the Women in Insurance Technology Conference. So very niche conference. Uh, but brought together a lot of like-minded individuals, like you said, in the insurance space, specifically in technology. And you presented at the event, so did I, uh, Bobby as well. And then Jess and Laurel were, and Kelly were in attendance at the event. Um, I remember specifically right after my panel, I had come down, you know, off stage and was out in the uh, reception area. And Bobby came up to me and started talking, you know, do we want to do dinner later? Nice to meet you, that kind of thing. And and as we're standing there talking, uh, we're joined by Jess and by Laurel. And they, they sort of come up and form this circle. And they don't say anything at first. And I think it was Jess that's like the cutest toe point. I'm just like, we are all wearing Rothy's. And we look down, we've all got, you know, various like different shoes, different patterns. We've all got Rothy's on. And so, you know, we started a group chat. They were, they said, hey, we're going to go to the Rothy store later. Uh, we shared an, an Uber over to Rothy's in Boston, and, like, the rest is history there. It sure is. Jess, now, I think, Jess, you were in the audience. I think Bobby and I yes. were speaking at this conference, yeah. right? So, Jess, I love hearing your perspective out of it. And um, you're also representing Kelly, who can't join us today. Yes. But she's certainly one of our founding members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, um, before any of these events took place, we were sitting in the audience and um, I, I think Laurel might've been in the back, but I was sitting next to Kelly and she just, she elbows me and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we're trying to pay attention to what's going on. And she's like, she's wearing Rothy's girl in the blue shirt, girl in the blue shirt. She's wearing Rothy's. And I was like, oh my God, those are cute. And then the rest is history. <laughs> that. And Bobby, you were wearing them too for your speaking part as well. And then I remember coming down off stage and I had a couple of people say, oh my gosh, your speech is great, but we really like your shoes. And I was like, thanks. And then I came out and I think at that point was when I saw you all like coming together with your shoe, like your feet were all in this little circle together. And I was like, oh, is that the Rothy circle? We took the origin of the shoe feet. That yeah, was the shoe field yep. yeah. That is. So now yeah. we have this. So now we have this text message string, which we're turning into kind of a socials. And we just post pictures of our favorite Rothies that we're wearing wherever we're at. Isn't that right, Bobby? Yes. And it's and it's tempting because uh I think Kelly in our group knows when the deals are happening. So I think she is mega into my spending habits <laughs> and, and I think this group gets expired and I think uh, Meg did you share that the, the latest picture about the 
the greens and the yellows and the the different colors. Oh, that was that was my I picture. Was, yeah, I was just admiring it because it was so pretty. <laughs> I will yes, say Kelly yeah. was the Kelly's patient zero for a lot of our group over you know for the people yes. we all knew each other. Um, Kelly was the one who was like, "Hey, we should go to the store." Got me and Laurel on the train. Then we next saw Bobby in Indianapolis. And I said, Bobby, try these shoes on because we're similar size. She's like, these are amazing. Now Bobby's on the train. <laughs> it's uh, She's patient yeah. zero, though. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And then we all ascended onto that poor Rothy's Boston store. I'm pretty sure that oh, store oh, owner man. did not know oh. what they what had hit them. When they must have been so overwhelmed because it was like a horde of people. It was. <laughs> we, and we all bought at least one pair. Keeps us talking to each other, keeps us supporting each other because there's just so much commonality there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think Bobby, I think for you too, right? I think as you, you know, as you're out there, you know, you're definitely one of our heavy travelers, right? So you're constantly, uh, you're, you're constantly traveling the United States, but I always love seeing your pics when you're out there on LinkedIn. And you'll always see me with Rothy's <laughs> because I was with Laurel on, uh, on a, a joint um, client meeting and I told her, I said, I said, Laurel, you know, like I debate between what shoes I'm going to wear. And I always, gra- now I'm always gravitating towards Rothy's because I don't have time to have bad feet or <laughs> there's this, this one. <laughs> We'll be inheriting my Rothy's because you can watch That's right. them and she, there you she, go. Can, she can wear them <laughs> and she gets older. But it's exactly right. Yeah. No, I think it's really fun. And I think, you know, when we think about when I think about, you know, the GSC factor, right? The GSC factor life is about, you know, uh six main attributes, right? Being confident, being inquisitive, being imaginative, being present, being resilient, and being influential, right? And in the be inquisitive is really that time when you are always trying to learn your students of life, right? <clears throat> but with that is also being surrounded by the right people. And Meg, to your point of like this, these shoes brought us together, but it's also kind of, a, it's how we talk about these shoes is also really how we talk about our group because we're meant to be in a community or in a team, right? We, in the GSC Factor Life, we talk about a clan, but it could be a tribe or a squad, right? Or you know, whatever that hub is, right? And when we are being that, um, when we are living out that life, right? There's this sense of community and you're not alone, right? And being finding the right people, whether it's personal or professional. And I think a lot of us are, we're personal friends, but then we're also business partners in a lot of ways, right? And we're accountable to one another in, in lots of different varying degrees. And I think that that's what's fun about that. But what's been fun about this is that our shoes were what brought us together, but those same attributes and those same characteristics of what we love about the shoes is also an extension of what our group has become, um, certainly. And I think that's really fun. I couldn't agree more. And you know what blows me away when I think about it? I found Rothy's, it was years ago, had to have been five, six, seven years ago now. And I was in Plano, Texas. We have a, a group of our sales associates there. Um, it's a smaller town. It's nice, but it's a smaller town in Texas. There's not a ton to do. And I was wandering around, uh, you know, I just, after our business meeting, I was wandering around, found this neighborhood market where Rothy's had a kiosk. And just happened to go in and be like, you know, wanted to see all that was in the neighborhood market, but stopped at the Rothy's kiosk. The person there was super engaging. She talked me into this pair, actually. That's the original pair. That's my that one in my picture. And, you know, I bought them and looked them up online and loved them. And that was, you know, a, a handful of years before I even met any of you ladies. But it's the common thread that that sewed us together in Boston. So it's just yes. blows me to think about how something that happened so far back in sort of a random way, I was just kind of out exploring mm-hmm. is what, you know, was that thread that that sewed us together all these years later in Boston and, you know, will carry us through in our in our community or like you said, our network or our tribe. Exactly. And if just, I think, just Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is that pressure? Major peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I, I, exactly. No, it's really funny that you say that, right? Because it's the, I think, it, you know, for those of us who decide to do business partnerships together, right? I think it's always that fun, like, oh, we can work towards this Rothy's bonus, right? Or working towards, mm -hmm. you know, those conversations. But I think what has been really fun too is as I have conversations with other, with outside of here, right? I'll show them like, oh, look at these shoes or look at these shoes. And it's from our library. Like we have so many pictures in our text message string, right? And it's a, it, you know, it, it's a great way for people to see a bunch of different shoes. But what's so, what is so attractive to it is uh, when I speak to other women is they're like, wait, you all connected because of your shoes? And I was like, yes. And I was like, and we just encourage one another and we empower one another. And now we're, we're starting our book club and we're reading our first book and we're going to do that through here throughout the year. Right. And so what's happening you know, is what's happened now is people are like, well, can I join your group? And can I, you know, can I join in? Because I want to, I, you know, I literally had another lady send me her picture of Rothy's and go, can you send it? Can you post this picture into your Rothy girls, into your R girls GSD? Cause so I, cute. because I saw, you know, you showed me when I was with you and now I want to be a part of it. And so I think what we're seeing is that women want that camaraderie. They want that yeah. relationships. They want that empowerment. And I think especially here in 2023, post COVID, people are ready to come back together. People are ready to say, yes, and I want to do professional things and personal things. And so I think, you know, as we've all planned is we're going to, you know, sync up at different conferences and events. But if there's a Rothy store there, we'll be sure to be stopping by. Yep. Or three, there's three in New York now. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We owe that to ourselves and each other. It's yeah. not nice to have a table stakes. Like we really owe that kind of encouragement and camaraderie and connection to each other and to ourselves. Yeah, we do. It's so rare too. Like it really is because there's just so many people set on just, this is my opportunity. I'm tearing you down. You know, that's just, it's such a common thing in our, in our world, right? Even as women, other women are trying to tear you down. It's crazy. So we need that lift up and we need that boost, you know? I mean, I think a lot of that comes from, especially for a long time in our industries and technology and insurance, there was yes. of opportunity. And so it, it sort of, um, you know, naturally breeds that kind of competitiveness that's not healthy. And what we can do in addition to encouraging each other is to open up that space and make more opportunities. Like get rid of that intensity because that makes yes. a lot nicer. And that's why these communities are so important because this is where they are. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby, talk. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, talk about the book that you recommended to our group, right? I think, uh, that I think I can't really remember who said, Hey, let's do a book club. And I think we're going to call it, I'm looking at my whiteboard. I think we're going to call it the girl boss book club, which I think is so much fun. Uh, but Bobby, you, you proposed, you proposed our first book. So why don't you talk to us about, um, kick, kick some glass. It's exact. I mean, I, when I look at our group, right. It, we are in our respective organizations and fields, which is the insurance industry, but we tackle it from a different angle. We are trying to kick some glass, right? So this book is so relevant. Um, and, you know, uh, Jennifer Martineau, Portia Mount, uh, they were my uh, former colleagues when I worked at the Center for Creative Leadership. And I remember when they were writing the book, when this book was released, 
it was, uh, I know there's 10 tips or 10 ways that we can actually collectively do that. I can't wait for you guys to dig into this book because there's going to be a lot of these aha moments. I'm rereading it with you guys, but I think it's so relevant that, you know, what Meg was talking about, you know, we all came together at this conference. It's a niche conference and it's really meant for women and insurance technology to talk about industry related issues collectively so we can continue to support collaborate the big pieces support and collaborate each other right because oftentimes yes. we don't have that space and uh we're competing with you know how many times do we go to events and out of an entire panel there there's no one representing our voice and it was right. so unique that conference i loved everything about that conference a i got to meet you guys and b we uh it was just it wasn't about uh, advice or it wasn't, a, it was a, we were talking about real issues, digital transformation, mm -hmm. so much industry related topics. And we, and we were able to do that collectively. Right. So <laughs> I was like, so oh. <laughs> tired walking out of that conference. That was because I had, I had gone to, what was the one InsureTech insights, the one that I went to mm -hmm. with you in, in New York, Bobby. Right. And yeah, yeah. I remember I was saying like, it is so man heavy, like just men everywhere. There's no females, but to feel like when we went to Boston, I felt so, so represented and just inspired by the leadership that was there because they're not in all of these sessions and these panels Correct. and stuff like that. We don't get to see as much and have that exposure. Um, and I, I left that conference in that week and I was just like, oh my God, I feel so good. And I have so many ideas and I just, I can't, I can't wait for it again this year. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to ask permission. My boss, I'm going to say I'm going. So I'll be gone for a few days. <laughs> well, because and I I, you, you bring go. a great point yeah. because I think, you know, when we're not represented, right. And there's a lot of conferences that they have the token person, they have the token track, they have the whatever. Right. Um, so I'm actually going to be moderating at insurance innovators conference here in Nashville in April, and I'm actually moderating the diversity inclusion and allyship networking breakfast, right? Because the focus is going to be on, let's be sure that we're having that networking opportunity, but that conversation, um, and so I'm going to be moderating that panel and the panel is from a ton of different insurance people, right? Um, but you know, it, you know, conferences that are saying, we get it, we hear you, right? We want to be sure that we're holding that space is great. But then being able to have those events. Um, and to your point, Bobby, it is a niche, right? Like that women in insurance tech conference, you know, there's not there's there's women in tech conferences, and there's, you know, insurance, but they tend to be heavier, uh, you know, have, you know, heavier in the male side of things. You know, and so we're, you know, we're obviously looking at it from a GSD factor events perspective to say, what are those events where we can tailor it and have, have those different pop-up events throughout the, you know, throughout the year, we're looking at a Texas event, we're looking at a, uh, you know, Worcester, Massachusetts event here in the fall as well, but we're trying to see like, you know what, all these, you know, these big events that we are going because of the industry that we're in and our clients and our vendors, we're wanting them to have that space, right? And I was really glad to have that conversation with insurance innovators and say, 
listen, I, you know, I'm here in Nashville. This is my hometown. I'd love to moderate this um, and do it as a panel and be able to have all these guests, be able to have these con honest conversations about diversity and inclusion and allyship, because it is that allyship com coming together and empowerment to say, you know, hear our voices, amplify our voices. That's so, so important. That's okay, something you probably didn't know before. That's just super quick. I almost wasn't at that conference in Boston. I spoke at a, and I'm so glad I went to always go. That's my own, that's my, like, you want to take something away? Always go. Uh, I had done a virtual event in December, the December prior for Alta World. I was a keynote speaker and it went terribly. I spoke way too fast. I was done 10 minutes into a 30 minute thing. The moderator really had to draw stuff out with questions and it was, I couldn't see my audience. It was very uncomfortable. I, it was my fault that it didn't go well and it didn't go well. And I thought like, well, we're done with all the world then. <laughs> and then because, because I did so terribly, um, having it be my first time that there was a keynote, it was like at the end of COVID and it was digital and I, I just wasn't ready for it. Um, and then when Ulta World came up with the women's event in September in Boston, I thought like, well, it's not for me because I've already screwed that up. And something in the the way they described that conference and just the, the really niche offering that it was and the importance of that, Misha, like you were saying, that conversation and having a place to have it, I thought, let's get over myself and go. And look what happened. And you showed up. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that, it's, that, it's that lesson of you keep showing up. Right. No matter what. Right. No matter what's happening. Uh, you know, so my daughter, uh, you know, so my daughter is she broke her wrist leading into Christmas. And so she can't you know, we can't run. So we walk. Right. We can't swim. So we do crunches. Right. We can't um, you know, she can't punch in karate. So we kick. And I said to her, you keep showing up. Right. You keep doing something. You keep doing anything during this period of time while you're healing. We're not going to sit on the couch. We're not going to just do all those things. You keep moving. Right. So whether it's walking, whether it's like you're going to do something, whether we're growing your mind or you're conditioning your body, but you continue to show up. And yes, I'm Meg. I love that story. Right. Because <clears throat> I think. For a lot of us, we did so many virtual events and last year was kind of our like, all right, let's get the dust, you know, let's like get the dust out. Let's get the, you know, let's get the old joints moving again. Let's kind of get the rust off, if you will. Um, and I'm so glad that you did show up, right? Because we got to connect with you and we've all connected. And I too actually wasn't going to the conference. I was a last minute ad. I got a call from them on the Sunday to say, will you come and speak? And so- I was not coming to that conference either, but every time I think about that and say, okay, what, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. I think you can learn something from everything and you can learn what to do and you can learn what not to do. And I think the lesson from that was you do show up. And when the opportunity arises, you walk through that opportunity, you walk through that door, because if I hadn't gone to that conference and I hadn't said yes, I wouldn't have met you guys. You know, and I, uh, we, uh, this year we, um, last time we had done a sponsorship, right. And at the digital one, the digital one, Meg, even for us, it was, um, you know, it's just, sometimes you can't do digital, right? Like you've got yep. to do face to face. Yep. So this one was an opportunity that we were working with the organizer and the organizers were like, okay, we want to invite you. You've got guest passes, send invite your guests and 
and you know it was good right like it was good to set you know send it to your network for them to experience it and some took advantage like Jess which I was so happy I in some scenarios you know I had to even talk to uh some folks's uh, leadership to say mm-hmm. this is why you should send your employee because this is good this is good stuff right so yes. this is a way don't look at it as oh you know I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna I may lose productivity or this is just another female conference. No, we're talking about industry issues. All mm-hmm. of us are collective, good representation from carriers, good representation from, from partners. It was just really, you know, well done. And, and I'm uh, Meg and I've connected in the past. So it was good to just catch up. And Michelle was your, this is the first time I met you at a conference. Yeah. So was this just just was this is exactly what we should be doing and I would I would even encourage the event organizers to to look at this as an opportunity to really evaluate how you're sourcing for events mm-hmm. because oftentimes the number one thing I hear from event organizers is I invite the same people because I don't know anybody well get to know people, get yes. it, come to these events even and get to, there's a whole a slew of thought leadership beyond the the same list that we see in every <laughs> conference, right? Which yes. is it, boring, right? Like I, I don't want to hear the same person talk about certain topics all the time. I want to hear diversity. I want to hear diversity of perspective. And I want to see people that look like us from the industry when there's yes. uh, how much percentage of the industry is females isn't it like over 60 percent according yes. to a core study 60 yeah. percent of uh, workers in the insurance industry are female I would love to see that representation on stage how cool would Agreed. that be that, that yes. these mm-hmm. are looking like us they're attracting us the time frames are attracting to us right maybe yes. Vegas is not for everyone, right? Maybe it needs to be in a place where it welcomes diversity, di- yes. different different pieces. I think there's a lot of work in our insurance event space that needs to happen. And I think conversations like these raise awareness and raises can- opportunity for others to create that. Yes, 100%, Bobby. And I think too, as you know, we had the great resignation of our industry, right? And so it's like, how do we start to provide that intro? You know, how do we start to get dangle that carrot to say, come into this industry, whether it's tech, whether it's insurance, whatever it is, but, you know, come, we need to re-bring that talent, re-bring that diversity in. And so where's the outreach to the universities? Where's the outreach to those early professionals that say, Hey, have you considered this? Hey, have you, you know, have you, you know, and as a mom of a daughter, right? I have a son too, but for, as a mom of a daughter, right? It's how do you get her interested in STEM and how do you get her interested in what you do? And she knows about our little group because why? 
because she wears Rothy's. And so I was able to talk to her about like, we wear Rothy's, all of us wear Rothy's. And now all of a sudden we're all in this space together. And so now she's reading, she's reading the books, Girls Who Code, because she's like, well, maybe I want to be in the tech space. Maybe I want to do what mommy does. Right. And so now it's that, how do you, you know, you've had that great resignation. How do we bring that talent back in? How do you bring that diversity back in? And to your point, Bobby, it's not about having all the conferences in Vegas and in, you know, and in New York. Right. And that's what I love about what insurance innovators is doing is saying, hey, we want to make Nashville our hub, right? They're a UK base, but they want to make Nashville. I think it's also why like Boston's a nice different, you know, is a nice option as well. It's finding those different areas. And I think the South is underutilized, right? From, uh, and the Southern states are underutilized from an event space, right? And, um, you know, I'm doing an insurance, I'm doing an insurance event in, in Texas in May, right? And with some other insurance colleagues, right? And we're, again, focusing on the women and, but we're going to do it in the Dallas area, right? So I think that the South is really underutilized. It's an easy place to get to. It's warm most of the time, right? Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, these the event space and the insurance space, Bobby, to echo you is definitely, there's definitely a lot of opportunity there because yes, if our insurance space is 60%, then our conferences need to reflect that. Yeah. I want to that super quick that um, you're talking about your daughter and how she saw the Rothy's chat and she wears Rothy's and now she's thinking about coding and and I think that's why it's so important. These communities and these networks, it doesn't matter if it's all women or not, are impactful. But I would venture to say a community of women is so, so impactful because we are the great connectors and the great nurturers. So we have, you know, four people on the phone today representing our daughters and our friends and the people who wanted to join this network because they also wear wrong these and are in the insurance space. <laughs> are great connectors and nurturers like that so this kind of a network is just so far reaching far beyond the core of the network even 100 my little one seven year old wants to be a tech entrepreneur i love that love that that's, that's just showing up right like it's showing up to um i i and i think for us you know like how we're doing this this you know we're sharing our thought process to the community, there's going to be folks that are listening to this, you know, hopefully getting, you know, inspiration, we're creating mm -hmm. impact. The key is always doing that, right? You never mm -hmm. know who this message hits home. And yes. they may be struggling, they may be thinking, you know, I don't like the insurance industry because of x, y, and z, and they're seeing this, and they're not losing hope, right? So especially in the tech side, I mean, yes. I, I had, I did a, I had a speaking engagement long time back. This is back in late 2000s, even like 2010 ish area. We used to have our regional tech conferences and I did an, uh, I did a, um, I facilitated an agile workshop with two other, two other speakers. And there was this girl, which came to me like six, seven years later, was sitting in the back. I don't even remember her, but she was there. We did this agile workshop about how do you do software development, how to agile and all that fun stuff. She came to me several years back, found me and said, if you were not at this event, I was this close of leaving the tech industry, but I saw you and I said, if you can do it, I can do it. 
That's what that mm-hmm. is. It's, yes. That is what showing up is because we don't know that impact no. till years and years. And sometimes yes. we don't hear those stories, but we Correct. are, you know, it's so important. I love every bit of this. It's Oh, give me goosebumps, Bobby. That's what I love that. You know, you never know, guys. Never know. You never know. And, you know, I spoke at, so I, you know, I've been in the Salesforce tech ecosystem now for, you know, over 15 years, right? And I actually had the honor of speaking at Dreamforce um, back in 2018. And I was very pregnant with my second. And, um, and the conference was like, Last week of it was like the last week is September. I wasn't due until Christmas Eve. So I was, you know, my doctor was like, this is your last trip. Like you gotta no more trips after this. This is the last one. And it was so interesting because I had so many people say to me, You're going pregnant? Like, and it wasn't like, oh, about my travel. It was like, wait, you're speaking and you're gonna be pregnant. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna be speaking and I'm gonna be pregnant. And when I and what was so, in, what was great was Salesforce was like, they gave me like the red carpet treatment. It was like, here is like a hotel that's really, really close. Here is like the the minimum amount of walking that you need to do, right? Like they were actually like, we will take care of you. Like, we really want you here to speak because like, and we want people to see that you are pregnant, right? Whereas I actually had a lot of colleagues going, oh, I can't believe you're actually going to speak pregnant, right? And, and be, you know, and I was very pregnant. And so after, you know, so I get there, Salesforce, you know, they're amazing. It's an, it's a crazy conference, right? Like so, you know, quarter of a million people, like they take over all of sales, all of San Francisco. And I spoke and I had amazing conversations and networking. And this, uh, this girl came up to me and she said, thank you. And I said, you're welcome. Like, you know, that's, you know, may I ask why? And she said, thank you for showing up pregnant and speaking because she said, I didn't think I could be, I didn't think I could be a mom and be in tech. Right. And so I think that there are these, um, I think that there's these stereotypes and there's these perceptions of, oh, I can't be, I can't have what I like to call work-life family integration, right. In certain, in certain industries, whether it's insurance because of our enrollment seasons or whatever it is, or if it's a tech space because you got releases and what have you, right? You like, you just make it work and you do, you make that work with your, with your family and your tribe and your clan. Right. But for Bobby, to your point, people have seen us and observed us, right. Um, and all of us here on the call where the, you know, you don't know how you impacted them. Right. But because I was willing to say, you know what, I'm going to fly across the country and I'm going to speak at a conference, extremely pregnant, and I'm going to talk and I'm going to share and um, share my story and share my experience and my expertise. You know, someone said, you know, a young, young woman said to me, thank you for showing me that I can still stay in this industry and still have a family. And that's possible. And I actually shared you know, I had, there was a similar dialogue in our women in insurance tech panel, right? Where we talked about, can you, can you have it all? And Mm -hmm. uh, another, another lady came up to me at that conference and said, I literally just texted my husband and said, we need to revisit the conversation of family because I've just seen it possible from someone else who has family, has career, has a speaking engagement and has it all. I think we should revisit it. 
how I didn't know they had completely taken off the table having a family because she didn't think it was possible to have family in the insurance and technology spaces that she was living in. Wow, that's so impactful. And then you get up there and say, yeah, I have one and I'm doing it. I've been, I'll keep doing it. You can do it too. Yes. And, and I think, you know, for, and, you know, our kids are listening, our kids are observing, right, you know, and, and they're excited and they're proud of it, right? Like my daughter thinks GSD stands for get stuff done. Like, let's be clear, right? She'll, I'll let her know, I'll let her know and she can change the S word. But, you know, her, <laughs> my kids are, are very aware and very, you know, and say, oh, mommy's got a podcast and mommy's got a book coming out, right? And all these different things. And, but it says, hey, I can do these things. And yes, I can come and do homework. Or yes, I can go to the softball game or, you know, all these different things because it allows if you you can you can have this work-life family integration. 100%. I want to pick up on two things there. Um, Bobby, I have to tell you, you're that person for me from way far back at ITC. So I, I knew I could be, I proved to myself through blood, sweat, and tears that I could be a single mom even and have a family, be the mom that shows up, not an absentee parent, but also be very successful at work. I was already at that point when I saw you the first time at ITC, but I had nowhere in my mind that like I had a story to tell and I could have representation in the event space until I saw you on a panel in ITC and I remember thinking, she had so many good things to say. And the more you talk, I was like, we have a lot in common. Like, I think I have a lot of good things to say. And this is that's why when I met you in Boston, I was like, I've seen you around and I wanted to meet you because you're that person for me. You're the first person I saw up on a stage saying things that really resonated where I thought, like, I may have a story here that I can share in the event space. And the other side of that, the other thing I wanted to share is the most interesting thing to me is I think I have so much to say on like, how do you run a really productive tech group? How do you like jettison legacy technology? And how do you, um, you know, be a high performing, like constantly delivering team? And when I participate in panels, the thing that people want to hear from me the most, if I'm a single mom, I did it. It's like at the mom guild, I showed up just as much as every other mom, if not more. And I do it because I want my kids to see me do it. I don't want to talk about what gets detracted because I'm at work. I want to talk about what is added to my kids' life. They have an example. They see what's possible. We travel a ton. I take them around with me to the conferences and to work things. And so, like, they've they've had so much more added to them because of it. Um contrary to the opinion that sometimes gets passed around that it will detract from your child's life. And it's interesting. It's been so interesting to me, especially in the, in the past year, that that's the thing that people need to hear. It's not, not that I don't have anything to add to the tech conversation because I could nerd out with you all day long, but it's, that's not what people need from me, from me. They need to hear that it's a, it's a plus and not a minus for my kids and you can do it. Like it can be done. And it's been so interesting to me to see that that's what people need. Mm -hmm. We can't ignore that side of the house, right? <clears throat> and and I think it also builds um, as we look at you know what's been awesome, right? Like what was the article recently? Like the first time there's ten percent female CEOs in mm -hmm. the Fortune 100 or that Fortune list, right? So I think as we get it elevated and elevated and elevated, right? It's just so important to really, really show show that you can 
you don't have to be, you know, like uh, to Misha's point, you can have, you can achieve it. It's just, it's, mm -hmm. it takes work, it takes effort, but it can be possible. We can get yes. like to your, yeah, we can talk about legacy stuff all day long, but this, this piece of the puzzle is also important because leadership has to know on the top because we're yes. now, we're now trying to uh, kick some glass at the yes. CEO level. We have yep. a ton of work, ladies, to do at the board level, which is where we truly need to get even more representation. When you yes. guys read that book, you will you will be shocked in the statistics on the number of Johns that are on the board versus all of the females combined that are represented in the board, right? Like you will see the statistics. We have a lot of work, right? Like this is step one step two, step three. And I think yes. more and more of these conversations are going to create that confidence that says we can do it. Give us the opportunity, you know, yes. we may not be playing golf, right in the golf course, but we're smart. We're determined. We're ambitious. We've created stuff and we want, we want that. We want that seat yeah. in the table. If not, we'll create one. Right. Yes. Nothing, and nothing that's living, that's being resilient. Right. And I think, what I love about your story, Meg, right, is Bobby was living out for you, be influential, right? She was living, she, you know, and Bobby, I don't know, did you know that? Did you know that you had been Megan's influence and Megan's uh, inspiration and mentors? <laughs> I know we connected at a conference previously, but this is the first time I heard the story, which I love. This I is what it's awesome. Yeah, yes. Bobby, I remember saying like, I've seen you around and I've been really wanting to like connect with you and meet you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. And you had a couple of things. So I think you went to like connect in LinkedIn and you're like, oh, we've messaged each other. And and so we realized like we had kind of been in the same circle for a while, but I had never told you that part until like. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, girls. Final thoughts. Jess, let's start with you. Final thoughts. That's pretty broad right now. I'm just glad we have each other. Very, very glad. And I'm glad I got to connect with all you wonderful ladies and kind of take you as leadership and, and learn from you as well. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm newer to this and I've only been in the industry about 10 years and really trying to build myself up. But I'm, I'm really encouraged that you guys actually want to empower each other. Cause I've seen a lot of the tearing down. So I'm, yes. I'm just really glad to be here with you guys and I'm really excited to have the little community that we have. Yay. And Jess is joining me. She's going to come. Uh, I mean, she's going to come join me at the Insurance Innovators Conference in April, yep. a fellow Tennessean. So we're going to get to Ooh. connect in person again. Yep. So I'm really excited about that. All right. Final thoughts, Meg. Can I use my final thought for Jess in that I saw her post something on LinkedIn. I saw it yesterday, but it was probably uh, not posted within the last few days. And Jess, it's you describing uh, really your GSC, like where you started, where you came from. Can you yeah. like super quick slide that in? Because when I read that on LinkedIn, I was like, this girl literally kicks glass. Like, <laughs> thank so you. All right, so, Jess, you want to quote, you want to quote it from your LinkedIn? Off. Quote it? Yeah, pull up your, pull up your LinkedIn. Or Wait, read it? It. Yeah, read it. Read it. Maybe you want to say I started from the bottom, now we're here. Is the <laughs> yeah, just play Drake. It covers it. <laughs> yeah, it does. She really, um, okay, here's what I took from it. You uh, came to a point in your life where you decided you want something different, so you went after it and you got it, and here you are doing something different, which yeah. I, I love that 
Um, I think that's a great takeaway from today. So I'd, I'd love to put that in as a Thank final you. Yeah, it's just, it was an unlikely path. And I, I kind of think about it a lot because, you know, I, I have an art degree. I do not have business. I do not have tech. I know nothing about, like, I did not, was not formally trained in anything like that. So it it was, it's a very odd path for how I got here. And I spent most of my time in, you know, restaurants and things like that. And just decided, you know what, I, there's something more for me somewhere. And I need to figure that out because I'm not here to, you know, make tips for a living. That's not what I'm here to do. So I need to figure that out. And, you know, temp agency worked it out and figured out how to get me on that path. And here I am. So it was, it was definitely the road less traveled. That's for sure. But thanks for saying you, that, Meg. I appreciate that. And you quoted, you quoted Max Dupree and you said, we cannot become oh. what we want by remaining what we are. Here we are. Yep. I Sorry. Mean, I didn't realize yes. you wanted to quote. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we, so, uh, Bobby share your final thoughts and then we're actually going to let uh, our friend, our dear friend, Laurel has been, able, has been able to join us. So we're going to have Laurel speak to some, you know, speak to a couple kind of what, <clears throat> when she thinks about in women and empowerment, um, and some of her takeaways, but Bobby, why don't you kind of round us out on your final thoughts? Absolutely. I think, uh, always aim high. So if you think that there's a role or a position or an opportunity, and if there's a seedling of doubt to that says, if I got this little bit of uh, experience, I, I'll apply, don't do it. You, you're, you're already qualified, just do it. Because that's what our, uh, that's what our male counterparts are doing. So mm -hmm. just go after it, you know, you'll learn it, you'll learn on the job, but never aim low, always aim high especially as you know, as you're trying to achieve that corporate hierarchy, you know, that's important, right? Mm -hmm. That stuff is important, you know, never short sell yourself and always be visible, right? That's why I love what we're able to do in social media. So a couple of things, nuggets there, but I'm excited about this group. I know this group yes. is going to do a lot of cool things. So that's right. Well, and what I love too about that, right, is there's a statistic out there that says women feel like they have to match a job description or a profile by, you know, 85 to 90% before they'll apply, where their counterparts will say, oh, I, if I got it like half, half, you know, half of them or 60% of them, they'll still apply, right? And so it's something where I've even challenged myself, right, to say, all right, I'm going to apply, you know, I may apply for that, or I may apply for that client or pitch myself into, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, whether it's that client or a role that I'm interested in, in, right? Because, and I'll find myself going, oh, but I don't match this one. And I don't match this one. And I don't match this one. Right. And my business partner or my husband will say like, well, just do it. Just try it. Right. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta give it a shot. So I think Bobby, to your point, that's really important, right. Is just to say, aim high and try it. You never know where it's going to take you. So Laurel, my dear, what are your, what are your words of wisdom and nuggets for our fellow GSD factor listeners today? I'd say the first one is believe in yourself always, mm -hmm. because I, that's something I struggled with. Um, Real quick backstory on me. I worked at my previous company for 25 years. And you know the old adage, when you're good at something, they won't let you out of it. And they don't promote you up because then they have to find somebody who's going to do the job just as good as you did. And I kept 
believing that I wasn't good enough or that mm-hmm. I didn't have the skill set needed to move into a role. And finally just got to that point where I said enough. And my second adage is use your connections and your network, your tribe, talk to people, put yourself out there. Like Bobby said, you know, I started putting a profile out on LinkedIn and other social medias and places like that. I started upping my skill sets and taking personal development classes on my own and leadership and getting some of that behind me. And it got me noticed. It got me into my position now. And the last one is don't take no for an answer. Um, Love that. Lower your jazz hands and yas for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's Um, so interesting. I just, you know, Laurel, to your point about, you know, LinkedIn, right? So I was just actually coaching a college student uh, who was taking a kind of career, a career class, right? And so they were talking, they were teaching them how to write a resume and how to do a cover letter. Do you girls know they didn't talk about or cover how to set up your LinkedIn profile? And I was like, whoa, hold on. (laughs) Like, this is how you're going to connect. This is how you're going to get those jobs. This is how you're going to connect with those people. This is like, this is how you're going to grow. And so I'm, you know, now I find myself coaching these, you know, college students because they're in these classes built, you know, they're, they're learning resumes, they're learning how to interview, they're learning how to do cover letters, but they don't have any skill sets as it relates to LinkedIn and building that network and empowering. And so um, I think your LinkedIn comment is huge and we will have all of our LinkedIn, uh, we'll, we'll, we will all be tagged in this podcast. So everybody, we encourage you to listen, encourage you to connect with us. Um, and then incur- you know, you're welcome to join our, our girls GSD group within our Mighty Networks community platform um, as part of our GSD Factor Hub. Um, but girls, thank you so much for joining today. This has been so much fun. We've had, you know, we've taken our pictures with our, with our shoes and, um, it's so great to see your smiling faces, um, and to do our GSD factor listeners. Um, you know, I hope that you've been able to take away some great nuggets, some great words of wisdom, some encouragement, know that you are not alone, go out there and try some Rothy's for yourself. Um, and be sure to get connected with us on LinkedIn and our various socials and, uh, let us, and let us know when you're going to be at the same conference as we are. Don't forget to GSD. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD. Get shit done.